ACAST Plus makes it easy to turn loyal listeners into paying fans. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned podcaster, subscriptions and one-time payments can make a real difference in your income and listener engagement. With customizable subscription plans, you can include ad-free streams, early access, and bonus content. And with one-time payments, you can offer limited series or one-off episodes, all available across multiple podcast apps. You decide the best options for your listeners. To find out more, visit acast.com backslash acastplus. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, January 7th, 2022, and it's a Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from the tundra of Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Are you trapped in a car on the interstate still? For 24 hours? No, but I had a friend who spent 11 hours on I-95. Oh, I want to hear about this. Joining us from the sunny Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from, uh, they had snow for a day, Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Yeah, you know, if you don't like the weather in Tennessee, just wait 30 minutes. Straight. <laughs> don't we say here, on you. <laughs> and yeah, anywhere from the plains over to uh-huh. about Tennessee. Say that. All right, tell us your story about the crazy weather, Jesse. Okay, so literally this weekend, it, it was in the seventies here in in southeastern Virginia where I live. Like we were at, we were actually my family was hanging out for a couple of days in like this little coastal community called Cape Charles. We're bombing around town in t shirts in a golf cart. Okay, we get home Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I went for a jog in a t shirt. Okay, it was, I believe, Sunday night, like a storm blew through and the temperature dropped by like 50 degrees. Anyway, we had a friend who is new to the state and was visiting her brother in uh, Washington, D.C. And she was like, hey, I think I'm going to drive home to Richmond, which is only two hours away. It's a very short drive from Washington, D.C. to Richmond. And she was like, "Uh, how's the weather down there? She knew we I heard there's a storm blowing up. We texted back. It was in the 70s today. It's dropping but you'll be just fine. She spent 11 hours on a two-hour oh road trip God. from uh, Washington to Richmond. So it was bad traffic advice on my part as a fellow uh, uh, citizen of the Commonwealth. So just be careful out there this time of year. The weather's getting a little wild. So it's a little, little unwieldy, you know? So Not when someone's in stuck in their road, on the car, on the road for 11 hours, I don't want to sound dumb here, like... Is their car off? Is it on? Like you can get real cold. You don't, you don't well, have food. You don't have, what do you do? Well, Tim yeah, Kaine, ration Tim, that out. Tim That's Kaine, crazy. Our, our senator, who also lives at his district in Richmond, was driving up to D.C. to make a vote, and he got stuck in traffic for twenty five hours. Um, and uh, um, he he went on the radio and talked about his strategy, which was to warm up the car uh, for ten minutes, like every two hours, so that he didn't freeze to death on the, one of the busiest corridors in the United States. What was funny was Virginia Virginia Twitter was having a field day. It's it's very partisan out there. I feel like no matter what party you are. Um, it is very partisan. And uh, there was a recently election, you know, a, a lot of people in the nation were following where Virginia elected a new Republican governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, and uh, people were having a field day. Just, I mean, Youngkin was trending all through Virginia about people so angry about a lack of response. 
they've neglected uh, to realize that he has not been inaugurated yet and is not the sitting governor. Uh, uh, it's still Ralph Northam. So it was a whole mess He's like, here. it's not my problem. People don't even know who the governor is. And we got, a, we got a whole highway shut down for a day. Dude, we He's were like, guys, I, I'm not at work yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got his notification still in his email. The, not yet. The, the irony is it's a very amicable like transition. Like their team, you know, like the Northam's like working together. And it's like, you know, it's the Virginia is pretty mellow when it comes to that kind of stuff. But like the Twitter outrage at the guy who's not actually taken over yet was unbelievable. I, it's uh, going to be funny. a wild year. It's going to be a wild year. I, I, I was reading that people were trapped for 24 hours, up to 24 yeah. hours on that interstate. And to your line of thinking, Jamie, I read that and I'm like, I'm not just thinking about the people running out of gas and freezing. I'm thinking about food, water. Yeah. Water. Yeah. You got to food and like, water. What if you have to poop? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, some people just started a new life right there on the side of the highway. <laughs> I mean, some people were like, we were just going to make a new Man. town right here on I-95, right outside Fredericksburg. <laughs> new town. And it's just a new new life. I mean, they've got a new development going in. It's kind of it's kind of nice, actually. They, Cameron, they're doing a little kind that. of... The, the, I mean, the new development they have there is a little... For 24 hours is a problem health-wise, you know? What if somebody what if somebody had health issues and they're trapped for 24 hours and didn't have their inhaler or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's like... This is literally life and death, and, and let alone people running out of gas and mm-hmm. freezing. I mean, it's insane. So the question for me is, how does that happen? Like, yeah. well, like how the, is it? What, so was it? It was yeah. obviously winter weather, and then there was a wreck, and then or the yeah. roads well, were well, too slick. Well, here the irony is the irony is it wasn't that much snow. Like, it, like I like it literally was a flurry. I it's mean, like, like it's I mean, like I lived in Nashville. If there was if there was a light dusting of snow, the city just yeah. shut down. Like nobody nobody knew how to drive, and so for sure, people, you know. So for it sure. must be that in Virginia because it's like a, a, oh, yeah. you, I think. DC got like ten inches. That's a legit snowstorm. Yeah. But that's, that's, if you don't know how to, if you don't have the equipment to handle a ten inch, that could yeah, shut but, you but, down. But, but, but too, I ninety five is one of the most heavily trafficked interstates. Like it's not like there's like yeah. you know just but you know pile. It's not like you're trying to you know carve through the tundra here. It's pretty well maintained. I think there yeah. was an accident and it just created a whole uh, you know Crazy. thing. Yeah. But uh, but twelve hours or twenty four hours though is, is wild hours. to me. I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm like, yo, that's you rough. can't get out. It's a, okay. Imagine if that happened because of a flood. You can't get out and walk. You True. can't like. You're just yeah. trapped. But, but here, but here's the thing. I think people who, who live outside the area, I've I've driven to DC. And DC for me is three and a half hours. Okay, if you put right. in Google Maps from my house to uh, DC proper, three and a half hours. I've driven up there and it's taken nine on a nice day, just because traffic sucks. Like, it, like if you live here, you're like, oh, that sounds about right. Uh, 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 I, I would put about six hours of traffic for every inch of snow. That sounds pretty <laughs> fair for up That's there. That's crazy. Anyway, well, all right. Well, we have a great Dang. show and so for Coming up later. This is crazy. Denzel Washington is on the show today. Are you he, serious? Uh, Denzel. Denzel. Yes. All right, all right. Denzel. He's got a new film that he has. He's made his directorial debut. It's a new film called A Journal for Jordan, uh, written by Dana Kennedy. It's uh yeah, big deal. Big deal. So he's also he's on a tribute today. to Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 
when is he not in something amazing? Okay, right? he's the goat, he, man. He's here's the, how you know, you know you're an elite, elite <laughs> actor. You can star in the Equalizer franchise, which yeah. is the highlight of which is him killing like six hitmen in a Lowe's with with hardware <laughs> store equipment, and then yeah. you can go on and be in a Shakespearean yeah. uh, big budget adaptation requiring the finest acting chops in the world, and eat both are equally impressive. Like, right. yeah, fighting fighting a bunch of bad guys with a nail gun is cool but so is Macbeth. good job Denzel. you got it all covered you know, yeah, you know he's, how he's been in some stuff but but the pinnacle of his career comes up later today when he's makes his on, debut exactly on the relevant right. podcast you know i mean that's, yeah exactly what, what uh, can't he do he's telling his he friends do? right now i can't believe this i'm about to be on <laughs> hey, he's like my favorite podcasts. rapper i get to talk to my favorite rapper yep. you know what i'm saying I, you know what i mean he ain't Dude. talk to me, but, you know, we talking in spirit, though, you know. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Well, he know? talked to Tyler Huckabee, so he talked to to, to me through Tyler. You know, all right? of us. Yeah. yeah. And Tyler yeah. relayed our messages to him. All yeah. right. Well, stay tuned for that. And also, we got uh, your feedback at the end of the show. And stay tuned right now. Up next, Tyler joins us for Relevant News. to Tame Impala. The song is No Choice, which is what you had about hearing Tame Impala in our break. You had no choice. Well, today's show is brought to you by UHSM. Healthcare costs have been growing year after year and can lead to a lot of confusion. Thankfully, UHSM offers great and affordable health for everyone. Unite Health Share Ministries, or UHSM, is a Christian health sharing ministry that puts your health before anything else. Now, health sharing isn't insurance. The programs at UHSM are member-based fellowships where faithful people can take charge of their own health care. UHSM offers different programs to meet any and all of your needs, from telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life. UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to UHSM.org or contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Again, head over to UHSM.org. Or for more info, you can contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Great organization. Okay, it's time for... Please welcome to the show our Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee, uh, covering the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Uh, So what's happening this week? Anything? (laughs) No. Nothing happened. This is very, it's, <laughs> Nothing it's, at that, all. That that makes me that makes me really crave like the news. Just one week is like the news is a week off. Nothing's but, happening. We've all talked to all the global <laughs> leaders. Hey. Everyone that would do anything, we're taking a week off from this. Hey, I'll that tell you this really though: great. the week between Christmas and New Year's, like our close. entire editorial team basically took vacation, and so I was filling in just to keep the site alive. And mm. I'm out there looking mm. for like news posts and stuff. The, the world stopped 
the week between Christmas and New Year's. There was nothing happening. So I'm glad Man. that we're all back and, and, and there's news <laughs> happening again. It was really boring trying to create media when there's nothing to talk about. So. The, the only thing people are talking about, the only thing people that happened during that week is people took off work and saw Spider-Man like eight times. <laughs> and, that was and, and got coronavirus. That was it. Yeah. Spider-Man, everybody got and coronavirus. COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the only thing that happened. Spider-Man <laughs> and COVID. Literally, hey, did it hit y'all? Dude, everybody I knew got it. I didn't get it, but yeah. everybody, we didn't get my it, family we got it. People. Staff yeah. got it. Friends got it. Crazy. I came down, you know, a lot I of came down with it. it. Yeah, I had to stay home. I had to cancel plans. Uh, how you feeling? Pretty good now. Pretty, I still I still got kind of that lingering cough people talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it, I feel fine, but I but every now and then I get a cough. It's like and I don't you know, grew a tail. Yeah, yeah, but that was already. I think that was going to happen. With the that, vaccine. Vaccine. that was that, that was, was the vaccine. vaccine. That, that, yeah, was, that was the vaccine. Yeah, I knew. I had accepted that. I'd accepted. The, yeah, I took an yeah, experimental thing. thing. Yeah, that was. Funny. I knew that was coming. The, wait, wait. I thought. I thought that was. I thought everyone who got boosted got a tail. Is that, is that, <laughs> I got my no, eyes on right, guys. No, it's not that you got a tail. It's your five G works better. It's just and, that's what it and, is. If you're, and if you're Betty White, you die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no, well, oh come the, on. The, 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 the hey, tail you is a five no, G antenna. That's what the conspiracy. The conspiracy oh. theorists were saying that Betty White got a booster and then died two days later. And, and her publicist, no, she's just ninety nine. Right, her 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 yeah. team, her publicist is refuting it, refuting it. But you know the internet. Once that headline, yeah, yeah. once that gets out there, everybody believes it. It's not true. But and when you're ninety nine, you know. a light breeze could be your cause of death. That's There's exactly right. It's just exactly. It's happening to us all. Yeah. A lot yeah. going, but I mean, yeah. or, or maybe maybe Betty Betty may be ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a lot, like it's a lot going on. Look, you got COVID, <laughs> you got political unrest. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got they keep pushing back uh, the all the Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what they're like, for. Why, so, even, why even stay alive? Like, I, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. I'm like, look, it's a lot going on right now, y'all. <laughs> Come to me. I love stories about people getting like very, very old naturally. And there's always that interview of like, well, what's the secret? And everyone's the same. It's like, well, to be honest with you, Jack Daniels and Twizzlers for 35 <laughs> years. <laughs> like, what do we know about science anyway? Yeah. You know what was Thanks. cool about Betty White passing is that the outpouring, it, it's something yes. that honestly unified America, I mean, black, white, young, old, yeah. everybody loved Betty White and she lived her life well. And it's like, yeah. what? And, cool. and the cool thing I, I, I heard somebody say was, isn't it nice that Betty White knew how much we loved her? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like to, yeah. we told her while she was alive how great she was. You know what I'm saying? That's really yeah. cool. I, and I'm you all's concierge to black Twitter. And I'm just letting y'all know right now, black folks loved Love Betty, Betty White. White. Like I saw a dude post some nonsense talking about, well, you know, Betty White was 99 and she was probably this or that. Bruh, I never seen so many black people like black people like sit down. Betty White is gang. She can come to the cookout. She definitely not bringing green bean casserole. No. You know what I'm saying? Like Betty White is gang. You know what right. I mean? So Betty like, just let y'all know. Betty White loved black people when people told her that she shouldn't. And so, absolutely, she was yeah. a sweet lady. For oh, sure. yeah, that that yeah. story when she had her talk show in the 50s, yeah. which mm-hmm. was groundbreaking. Of a female, yeah. she got canceled because she would not, you know, not have black guests on. 
So yeah, yeah. good for her. She and, stood and, up. and I feel like th- there was two. It was Betty White, and then the, around the same, the day or two after, is another sort of just unassailable American figure. When John Madden, you know, died right. of old age too, where it's mm-hmm. like I feel like you, you know no, whether you like booster. football or not. He got the booster, got the tail, and then Did they died. say that? Did they say that about John no, Madden? No, no, Please no, tell no. me they didn't say that about John uh, Madden. They, just, they repeatedly <laughs> showed the, the clip of him. I mean, there is a famous clip of him, you know, commentating Monday Night Football because John Madden was a huge fan of food as well, of him literally sawing a turducken in half, which is a, tur- a turkey with a duck and chicken stuffed in it with his bare hand. He he holds his hand like he's going to karate chop and begins sawing through a turducken, literally penetrating the skin with the outside of his hand on live TV in a suit. And then he reaches both hands and rips it apart so that America can see the meat in there. And he's not doing this ironically. Like, he just wants to share with America... We can all agree on this, can't we? That's my dog, John. Man, we haven't really, we haven't really done this. This was not the news. I was, this is like an in memoriam segment, basically. Yeah, so far, really. like, been, <laughs> it's the Oscars, and we're just showing. But yeah, we're just, just start right playing now. some. Yeah. Uh, well, I do. I, we can't do. There's no. There's no transition from that. So we'll just go right, right to it. This is a short story, but I thought it was cool. Something I did want to bring. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if this takes off. It's a story of one church in Boston, a, a church by the name. You said of it United with a Boston accent. I like how you said it. You went Boston. Boston. <laughs> in Boston. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Affleck lately. So yeah, one church in Boston <laughs> called. Uh, this church is called the United Parish in Brookline, and they've announced something that uh, they that I, I think is interesting, and I'd like to see this spread. They're going to start taking up offerings whenever they use a spiritual, a spiritual written by. By enslaved Africans in the in the antebellum South during service, and those collections are going to be then donated to a nonprofit youth music in Roxbury, uh, an organization that's dedicated to the preservation of these spirituals to and helping Let's to go. raise up black musicians in the future. So the reason this is how this church's minister of music, a woman named Susan DeSelms, told the congregation, this is their church's way of honoring the work of the enslaved Africans who originally wrote spirituals that we still sing in church today. She said, today, we as a church will begin the practice of collecting royalties for the spirituals we sing and worship. Whenever we sing Negro spirituals, we will collect an offering that will support the development of black musicians. Um, and this fine. is something, Jamie, you probably know a little bit about this because of your husband's work. But obviously, most churches are supposed to technically pay royalties to publishing companies for the songs mm-hmm. they sing on Sunday morning, unless it's uh, like an old hymn that's in the public domain or something right. like that. Otherwise, you like send money to which Hillsong is anything over seventy five years old enters the public domain. Right. The copyright yeah, yeah. So you right. can yeah. then just use that. But uh, obviously, this gets a little bit complicated. Has been complicated when it comes to the use of spirituals, since in many cases the actual people who wrote those have been forgotten to history, or sometimes less forgotten. And actually, deliberately buried by right. the slave owners who uh, who where these plantations came from, who uh, who actually had these slaves, where these songs were actually written, uh, and then obviously the uh, very famous uh, the the Jubilee singers of Fisk University, who Derek, I know you've done some work with in the past. They were really yeah. responsible for keeping these spiritual traditions alive when nobody else was, so, and that's why we still have them and can use them today. But in many cases, we don't know who the authors were, so we can't really pay. There was no way to give any money to their families or. 
to, you know, to their legacy. And this is a really cool, innovative way of trying to find some way to pay some sort of respects to that legacy and doing right by the local community as well. So it was a cool thing to see. The uh, Frankly, the in the interview that I read, they were a little skeptical about whether or not this would catch on and more broadly, but I'd love to see that happen. I think it's a great idea and really creative way to try and do something really good and write in some small way, write a historical wrong. I love it. Yeah, I think that's fire. I think that's beautiful. Me too. I, and I think, you know, too, I think the modern church has a very interesting relationship with intellectual property. Like, um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Fact. You interesting. Where, <laughs> it's just it is a that. word yeah. for it. What do you mean? Yeah. Like showing like Matrix clips or, or Braveheart no, clips in the well, sermon? Well, like, what even, do you mean? Yeah, I mean, but even I mean, even something like, um, you know, a lack of acknowledgement, whether that's through financial compensation or royalties or sometimes acknowledgement at all of the songs that we sing of of who wrote them. And, you know, what, or or, you know, I, I think it's pretty I don't think it's totally uncommon for sermons to sort of be um, recycled and sort of reappropriated. And, uh, oh, and yeah, I, I don't yeah. necessarily. Yeah, that's like, the thing, like I, biting it, sermons. All the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and I'm not making any sort of moral statement about it. I'm just saying the relationship. Why not? Stealing's wrong. You can make a moral <laughs> statement about what you're saying. Stealing yeah, is but, wrong. But, but I mean, like, there might be some pastors, like Craig Rochelle, I think has a, a policy of like, just take whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah, not about me. It's too. about, yeah. but, but, but I think for someone like a musician and an artist whose livelihood is mm-hmm. tied to their ability to publish and, and, and sell their work, or at least get compensated for people who perform their work. Um, you know, I think the the church has long ignored that. And I think starting some sort of model that at least acknowledges people who are among the most marginalized in contemporary history is really encouraging. But mm-hmm. I also think it, it kind of shines a light on how we think about intellectual property in its church setting it, it, on a large scale as well. I was going to say, I think sometimes people would say, well, like it's for Jesus. So it's just anyone. It's sure. like, yo, this is for Jesus. Great so I'm sure they won't mind if we just do this. It's it's for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Look, I got Which, homies that's been signed to record labels that their church has put together or whatever. And mm-hmm. when I tell you the worst business deals I've ever seen has been that. And it's because it's like, well, what are you doing it for? Are mm-hmm. you doing it for us? You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, you know, on the front end, you're just like, man, I just want to do music for Jesus and all that stuff. And then you start getting smart about your, your music business and you start saying, well, Hey, this, this is not how this is supposed to go. And then now we, muddy muddy the water and all of this religious fluff and then just personally i can't tell you the number of times like no lie this happened to me multiple times where i've you know got paid a deposit on the front end of uh doing a show i I pay pay my way to get there get all the way there i'm leaving my family and you know when i look at a show it's like it's it's two days of it's two days it's not Mm -hmm. one day Mm because it's flying there and then flying back and you know all that different stuff pay the deposit, get there. They don't have the money. And then they tell me, they say something along the lines of, well, you know, the kids are still here. And I'm like, yeah, my kids at the crib too. <laughs> like this, how, yeah. this how I get paid. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like that you get guilted into those types of things. So I, I like, yeah, like, That's man, I'm, I'm thankful that this, uh, thankful that they're doing this because, you know, obviously being a black guy, like, 
just knowing, you know, that those Negro spirituals what kept people alive during that time yeah. and kept them motivated mentally. And uh, knowing that, you know, there'll be some way compensated, their descendants will be some way compensated, or that form will be compensated is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more news that we're covering over at the site and, and celebrity deaths. A lot of celebrity deaths. <laughs> yeah, there are some. Yeah. Like, Speaking of which, I just shared with the team here in a, in a private chat that we keep while we record a gif of Madden sawing a turducken with his bare hand <laughs> like to prove you. I was not exaggerating. <laughs> that he, he cracked his hand like a saw. He just ripped into it in a suit on Monday Night Football. And I'm just saying, more attitude like that, America. Share greatness. You know? Like, let's find common ground. We can all agree this is awesome. And, right. uh, and we also have the running diary of Tyler's vaccine side effects and COVID moments <laughs> yeah. on our the site. The symptoms wanna, is getting a little more. Watch. Tyler, <laughs> the weird thing is a lot of people lost the taste and smell. To Tyler, everything tastes and smells like turducken for the last two weeks. It's pretty awesome, actually. It's, I, I love that. that. Yeah. I kind of, I, I honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest. If I could say like, Hey, I'm going to expose myself to a version of, of COVID where I'm going to get these symptoms and the symptoms are I lose my taste and then I don't crave snacks. And I, it sounds great like, to me. Sign me up. Oh, like, like sign a, me up because like then program. I'll look, like sign a month or two from now, I'll look great because I had COVID. Because I don't need crazy. those potato chips because they just taste like styrofoam. Did you guys, you know? the, the my my fellow my fellow COVID survivors here? Did you guys uh, lose tense? I did not lose my sense of taste or smell. I did for a couple of days, but some of my friends okay. have for long term. Uh, the craziest yeah. thing for me was I made myself. Um, chips and salsa what i thought was and i was actually dipping chips in tomato soup and i didn't even know like i was just like because oh, wow. i just wanted chips and salsa like it's just like what i eat all the time that's and aaron's amazing. like that's actually tomato soup but i didn't know like, that's, that's, what what happened happened. Kramer. that's what happened to kramer when he when they opened the kenny rogers uh chicken spot across from kramer's apartment on seinfeld and everything was red because of the sign and he was Drinking tomato juice, thinking it was milk and stuff because he couldn't see his, his rods and cones. Got all I, had a stuff, scary, I had a scary moment. I had some family members over and we're all, you know, watching TV. I leave the room and they had turned on two and a half men. And I was like, oh, no, they've all lost their sense of taste. This is. Oh, this is gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seven. I love it. Hey, yo. Jay Leno, everyone. Hey, Kevin Eubanks, everybody. Kevin, you hear about this one? Clark, 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 we can get going on the 2022 Best of Podcast now. (laughs) Just when everyone was optimistic about 2022, they have to hear a dad joke of that caliber. That was really bad. That was really bad. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Stay tuned, everyone. Up next, it is the man, Denzel Washington, joins us. 2022, another guy fearing black men. Coming to the top, and I don't care about who is asking. I'm surpassing the devil catching the back end. 2022, I see my family off this rapping, lashing out to the people that's closest. I'm open to making sure I'm grinding dead in my faith and I'm focused. God, you the one at this road. This since I was young, I was chosen. Not at the planets in motion, dead at the bottom. We grow. 2022, we reaching different time zones. You're listening to Bats. The song is. 2022. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Kiki Palmer. I'm proud to introduce to you my new podcast. Baby, this is Kiki Palmer, exclusively on Amazon Music. I'm putting my friends, family, and some of the hottest experts in the hot seat to ask them the questions that have been burning on my mind. What would former child stars be if they weren't actors? It's OnlyFans, only bad. I want to know, so I asked my mama about it. 
These are the questions that keep me up at night, and I'm letting y'all all in on it. Come kick it with me and my weekly guests as we go down the rabbit hole and dive deep into my mind together. Listen to Baby This Is Kiki Palmer exclusively on Amazon Music. Well, our guest today is the one and only Denzel Washington. I mean, how do you intro a person? I mean, he's remember the Titans. Training Day, Malcolm X, The Book of Eli. I, I I could literally fill the rest of the podcast just listing all of his film credentials. He's been in front of the screen for decades, but he stepped behind the cameras to direct a new movie called A Journal for Jordan. It's written by Dana Kennedy. Uh, Denzel and Dana spoke with us about what it was like to work on the film together and how their faith influences their careers. Here's Denzel Washington and Dana Kennedy. What's this? It's a journal, so you can write to your son. What do I write? Tell him who you are, what you believe in, and tell him you love him. Dear Jordan, the moment I met your mother, I knew she was the one. He is not exactly my type. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. And after some convincing, she fell for me too. First of all, I want to say congratulations on an extremely moving film. I, I was, I didn't know what to expect, and I was incredibly moved by it. So congratulations, and thank you for putting so much of yourselves into it. It really showed. Um, and Miss Kennedy, I was curious about your own, uh, your interior journey of trusting a story this personal and, and this intimate to a filmmaker. Was that a difficult process for you to sort of release that story? It would have been, except for him. <laughs> Uh, you know, I take, I, I'm the guardian of Charles's legacy uh, and I'm very defensive about that. I'm always in want to protect that, but I didn't have to be with this because, you know, starting with, with Todd Black, uh, Denzel's producing partner. And then with, with Denzel, I knew we had people who obviously were the best in the business, but they had such good hearts. And, and then knowing that, that Denzel's a Christian as well. I knew we were in good hands. And then, you know, from the casting that he obviously did, we had this amazing chemistry between the actors. And what resulted was an incredibly entertaining movie, even though there's loss in it. It's it's funny. It's uplifting. It's a family uh, love story that I think could be shared with families everywhere. Mr. Washington, I'm curious as a as a man of faith, uh, which Charles also was. How did that, or did that, impact the way that you told the story and chose to portray who he was and uh, and Michael B. Jordan's performance as well? Didn't always know how it was, but always started the day with prayer. There's all kinds of little miracles that you run into. That you didn't anticipate, you know, really, uh, if you have faith, then have faith. It's easy to say, harder to do. And you and you do forget, you know, but uh, just being thankful and having an attitude of gratitude, as they say. Dear Jordan, just take one look at your mother. Marry me. Yes. That will tell you what I think beautiful is. Your father wrote that. I'm ready. He wrote this whole thing just for you. 
Miss Kennedy, when you uh, when you saw the movie for the first time, or when you saw the the cut of it, um, what what was that experience like? Did, did you feel like you were going? Was it a time machine? Did you feel like you were going back? Was it a memorialization? What's it like to see this story told on screen? I had so many thoughts and emotions, but the main was a sense of pride in what we had collectively accomplished and a real um, enthusiasm about putting it out there in the world for people to enjoy. Um, You know, I think that there are some meaningful themes throughout, but it's also, as I said, a highly entertaining movie. And and again, I was just, the first time I saw it was without audiences. And then Mm -hmm. now that I've seen it with audiences, just to watch folks fall in love with the Dana and Charles Shante Mike characters is fascinating. And um, so I, th- I think people are going to be surprised at how funny it is and um, uplifting. It's entertaining. <laughs> it is entertaining. And I think that's a very difficult, all right, Matt, I'm not a filmmaker, but I would imagine that's very difficult. And I'm, and I'm curious, Mr. Washington, as you're trying to navigate the tensions between a lot of tragedy, a lot of romance and some comedy too, uh, how do you do that uh, without feeling like you're uh, you're sensationalizing or over romanticizing or or I guess staying true to the reality of the story? Is that difficult as a filmmaker and just in terms of craft? You hire the right actors. That's, that's where it starts. <laughs> sure, sure. And you let them do what they do. You apply what you know. I have a lot of experience as an actor, and you apply apply what I know. To, to what I'm doing, but uh, Michael B. has a quality about him, uh, a, a gentleness, a sweetness. Uh, and the two of them have a chemistry together that just comes across on, on the screen. And we, yes, the audience knows what's going to happen, but they don't know how, but to see the two of them fall in love and to laugh and to have rough days too and to... You know, we we take the ride with them, even though we kind of know where we're we're going. So, make a long story long as casting. They are Charles and Dana for our film. Real love takes sacrifice. We can make this work. came into our lives and you were a blessing obviously there's there's when you tell a true story there there may be some liberties that you need to take for uh, just in terms of making a movie but was there anything from the story that you knew you had to maintain that was core to the story that was sort of a a principle that you couldn't let go of no matter what else what you had to take freedom with editorially a movie will tell you what it doesn't want you know it, it, we cut some scenes earlier in the movie, which actually made Dana feel stronger, more aggressive. Hmm. Right from the start, she's like not taking any nonsense. And then here's this some guy who could care less. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can drop you off, you know, you know. And you see her seeing him. One of my favorite shots in the movie is just her in the car, and she just kind of looks side like who is this dude and then when she's looking away then he looks back you go here we go and we take our time 
you know, in this fast food society, you know, this is old fashioned in a sense. And, and you have to invest in that to, to feel what you feel. Always be courageous in everything you do. But never be afraid to cry. That was Dana Kennedy and Denzel Washington, everybody. Crazy. You can read more of our conversation with him in our new winter issue of Relevant. Go check it out. It's amazing. Talk about his faith. Um, you can find it in the uh, magazine tab. Click Just click the magazine link right there at relevantmagazine.com and check out the winter issue with Denzel. Okay, stay tuned. It's your feedback. Yeah, I came from the mud. I ain't polished. Yeah. Mama said a baby bring a pile in. Yeah. I went for the bands to the college. Yeah. I went for the bands to the college. Uh. I went for the bands and the college, doing both. Yeah. I'ma own my masters and a bachelor's, who no dose. Yeah. When they talk about me, they say that we do the most. Don't do paranormal, but I'm rolling with the Holy Ghost. Game on my mind, fame on the line. You're listening to 350 Wolf and Coop. The song is College. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, which was two weeks ago, because we had the best of uh, episode. Um, so before the New Year's, we asked you about your New Year's resolutions. And you guys hit us up. We asked what your most ambitious New Year's resolution is. We didn't want the, you know, I'm just going to try and jog a little more. We didn't want the boring stuff. We wanted your big, hairy, audacious goals that you're going <laughs> to kickstart the New Year with. You guys hit us up uh, on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorite replies. Okay, uh, I got one for you, Jesse. You ready? Yeah. Caleb says, go in on every one of Jesse Carey's investment opportunities to the moon. <laughs> well, listen, I have, a, I have great. Caleb? I have great news for Caleb. You're going to have yeah. a lot of them coming in 2022 because, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm throwing everything at the kitchen sink this year. A lot hasn't worked. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even know what an NFT is. So it's nothing like that. I can tell you this. These are products you can hold in your hands. And may maim you, but that's part of the fun. Very dangerous product line I'm working on. That's all I'll say. So your opportunity's coming, friendo. My man, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo said he's trying to find his fire stick remote. I'm with you, dog. I, I lost that joint. I lost that joint like the second week. <laughs> okay, just a tip. Amazon, it's like five bucks. Get a replacement. It hooks right up. No problem. <laughs> But that's funny. You know what else is funny is in this document, the document that we're all looking at with all the answers is the team member who uh, put this together didn't delete last week's. And so it's a mixture of your weird middle school email address name <laughs> and and your news resolutions. There's, yeah. I was very confused why was confused somebody put first. Chili Willy 79 <laughs> as their New Year's resolution. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we have one uh, that's uh, exercise less. It's more realistically obtainable. Hey, if you're just going to check one off the list, that seems, you know, at, at least you're accomplishing something, you know. I yeah. like that. Oh, uh, Mark Rod- Rodriguez says to eat zero potato chips in 2022. It's a very ambitious mm. because I eat a lot of I eat a lot of potato chips, too. And I'm currently on um, my partner, BJ. uh 45 day challenge is build a better us. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So dig this. This is what I can't eat 
bread, potatoes. So I can't eat white bread. Mm-hmm. I can't eat potatoes. I can't eat rice. I can't eat refined sugar. I can't eat fried food. I can't eat chicken. I can't eat dairy. Why? For Why not 45 chicken? days? Because basically you're describing keto until you got to 45 chicken. days. Yeah. Oh. So Why no not chicken. chicken. It's lean protein. What's wrong uh, with so that? what he says is he says the issue with chicken is a lot of uh, chicken since it's mass produced, a lot of antibiotics and hormones. So he says that that creates a lot of inflammation. So he's like, I believe just, that, just avoid yeah. chicken altogether. Maybe you can go cage free, free range. I right. mean, yeah. You know, when you get back after the 45 days. Can you have wheat bread? Uh, I don't know. Or Ezekiel oh, bread. Probably not. Yeah. I would doubt it. Yeah, probably probably Ezekiel bread. I would have to do something like that. But it's it's that. But it's it's real cool. They pair you with a uh, they pair you with a partner, and then BJ checks in on you every week. Uh, so it's it's real. Yeah, it's, Are you it's paired been, up it's with uh, really Denzel Washington. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Podcast. He will be. I wish. <laughs> I mean, Denzel should be paired up with me. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm the, I'm the, the star here. You know, <laughs> are y'all are y'all are any of you other than your 45 day challenge? Are any of you guys New Year's resolution people, goal setting people? Jamie, yeah, I can't tell from the look on your face because you listen, look like you have something. But listen, I think a lot of people will agree with what I'm about to say. Okay. The past two years have been rough on the bodies, and we have carried stress, and we have eaten more, <laughs> and we have worked, we have walked less. And so I don't true. necessarily have a New Year's resolution because I'm not one that's like, oh, I need to lose weight or I need to do this. Listen, I just want to make good choices. So at the end of the right. day, I just want to not reach for the potato chips and maybe right. just cut up an apple, Jamie. There you go. There. You, so that's what I'm trying to do. Right. I think that's good. Yeah. It's not like it's not like world shifting, but it's just like what? Failing would be like I'm not going to eat whatever you're doing, Derek. I would fail that in 15 days. So what if I just said I'm going to eat an apple every day instead of chips? There you go. That's a good New Year's resolution. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm, cute. I'm that's not cute. like I can't cute. do moderation. You're all healthy in. habit adjustments. I'm all or nothing, like Derek. Yeah. I'm shock yeah, and all. And, and when I'm in shock and all mode, I'm laser focused. And when yeah. I'm out. I'm completely out. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, there's, sure. I, my life has no moderation in it. Oh, I'm not all in me. Aaron's out. like, you want to go on a date? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, we go on a date every week. And I'm like, hey, I'm trying to eat healthy. He's like, but just for tonight. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, it's, it takes <laughs> nothing for me to switch. I, dude, I, I, this, I will switch in a second. <laughs> Jimmy, I had to say, I was driving from from uh, somewhere last night to, the, wife to, is too. To, to the rec center. I was driving, and Dana <laughs> called me. She was like, hey, I know you're going to the gym, but I was thinking, Taco Tuesday. We're like, in, in. <laughs> That's all yeah. convincing I need. Oh, yeah. home, did you U-turn taco and go home? Yeah, or did yeah. you? Yeah, I, I okay. went, we Taco Tuesday. And uh-huh. it was like, I'm like, so babe, funny. I'm trying to eat healthy. He's like, there's this new pizza place downtown. I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. I want the whole pizza. <laughs> I literally right. woke up this morning and was like, hey, babe, Taco Tuesday was a great call last night. Brad, I ditched that gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's great facts. all right hey i ain't mad all right well there's more feedback where that came from go check it out uh follow relevant podcast twitter account it's funny um okay it's time for this week's editorial question of the week okay well earlier in the show we were talking about the sad passing of some uh entertainment icons betty white john madden um it's always sad when our heroes pass away and uh, it just got us thinking who is a celebrity that is no longer with us that you'd love to hang out with for the day and why? Like we want to know your dream hangout with somebody who's not here anymore. I, 
I, I can I can seed this one if you guys would like, just to get people. Don't say creatively. Jesus. No, it's not Jesus. I okay. feel like we got to put Everyone a non-Jesus. Gets a pass. Everyone yeah. wants to hang out with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Now who's yeah. who yeah. said yeah. that? No Bible figures. Not, no Bible you cannot hang out with Jesus. <laughs> one day we will, Derek. Except during your prayer, scripture time. <laughs> I was like, you can hang out with Jesus. <laughs> He's with us now. <laughs> like I, I want to. You're hanging out with him at this moment. You ever see pictures from like Olympians from like the 1920s and it's like, this is the strongest person in the world in 1924, or this is the fastest person alive in 1924. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the best Hooper on the planet yeah, I right would now. dominate the NBA in 1937. And, and you're like, yeah. and you're like Look, okay, I'm not a professional <laughs> athlete here, but they did not, the, 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 the entirety of their knowledge of fitness at the time involved medicine balls and drinking lots of milk and stuff. Like that was it. Like and that was the raw advice. Eggs. Yeah. Raw eggs. And it's like, I just want to hang out with one of them for one day and challenge him from a couple, on a couple events to see if I could technically be the greatest athlete of the 20, of 1923 or whatever. <laughs> Like, that's what like the best all around athlete. I would bring them here. I would hang out with them in the future and beat them in basketball and be like, I'm the greatest hooper on the planet right now. Stop. Uh, in 1944. If Derek that. and I went back and played in 1941 NBA, he and I would be in the talk about the all time greatest because the like stats that we would have, would be magic and bird. The stats we would have against those guys who just throw the ball with their two hands and don't ever dribble and you know, man, we no would, plays. Yeah. They would even know what a I'd be down the post. I Derek yeah. You say you'd be dominating. Yeah, I, mean, dominating. I, could go back. I could go back when women weren't allowed to play sports and then I'd be the best that there ever was, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. You'd be, you'd be exactly. in the history facts. books. History yeah. books. I mean you're already a junior Olympian. Thank you, Derek. Yes. You know what I mean? Imagine what you're I could do in Olympian. you know the nineteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. All right. Well, hit us up uh, on uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And if you see us on IG, uh, post it. You can apply there as well. Tell us who you would want to hang out with. <laughs> Derek and I just basically won the NBA championship. I don't even know who we were hanging out with. We I don't know the how first this applies. One. First one. Yeah. We won in the Super Bowl one. <laughs> people would look back at you guys. People look back at you guys like your greats. icons. Like your All-time icons. Greats. Yeah. Super Bowl champs. Oh, man. Anyway, tell us who you want to would hang out with and why. Uh, before we wrap it up, I want to again thank Denzel Washington for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new film, A Journal for Jordan. Also, some updates quickly. Uh, check out the new winter issue of Relevant. It's out now. We have conversations with Zachary Levi, Shad, St. Motel, more with Denzel. You got to see it. It is packed. You can find it at relevantmagazine.com and you can read it for free, everybody. But if you want to hold this great long form content in your hands, then you need to go pre-order the print annual edition of Relevant. It is going to ship this month. Is what's the plan later this month. But right now it's on pre-order and you can get 20% off if you uh, order it before it ships. So go check it out at relevantstore.com. It's the print annual edition of Relevant available for pre-order now. Also, while you're at the store, we're updating it with new merch, apparel, a uh, ton of stuff every Friday. We got some great sales going on right now. We got free shipping going on right now. You do not want to miss what's happening at relevantstore.com. Make sure to go see it. It's some really cool stuff. Also, when you're at Relevant site, uh, check out our daily newsletter to keep up on all the great content we're putting out. It's our top five trending articles each weekday. You can sign up right there on our front page 
at relevant. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Minor. <laughs> I Super love Bowl it too. Be- and Derek Minor. <laughs> I love it too because they're like, <laughs> you know, the score of every game up until you and Derek go back in time is like eight to seven in, in basketball. And all of a sudden you guys are dropping a hundred in a game. Just dominating. Yo, when I hit him with the when I hit him with the finger roll. <laughs> they hadn't even invented passing yet. They didn't yeah. even pass at that no, point. No, they, that's all they did was pass. They didn't invent dribbling almost. Yo, a reverse like, a reverse layup. They'd be like, "What's going on?" Newsies on the street corners are like their version of House of Highlights now, and it's like, read all about it. You gotta see this, you know. And it's Derek uh, doing a yeah. one-handed layup, just blowing people's minds. Dog shooting a three-pointer would be crazy. They'd be like, "Oh my god." That's right. They would shoot underhand back then. And just blocking everything. We're just going up and blocking everybody. If they scored like three baskets a game. It was the most thrilling game of all time. Oh, it's like three went through the this net. This is great. Yeah. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Well, to be honest with you, Jack Daniels and Twizzlers for 35 years. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.